Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Please welcome Anthony! Eisen Show with guest host Andrew Siciliano from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. You would take Zach Wilson right now over Kirk yeah. Cousins. Them riding with Zach is the best way to go. Earlier on the show, Fox Sports NFL insider Jay Glazer, host of the Rich Eisen Show, Rich Eisen. Coming up, Fox Sports college football insider Bruce Feldman. And now, sitting in for Rich, Anthony! It's Andrew Siciliano. Yo, Anthony. Yes. Anthony. Yo, Anthony. And we're back. Hey, everybody. Uh, Guys. Hey, good to see you again. Thank you. Yes, for uh, carrying my water Uh, while I had to step aside real quick. Rich, obviously, um, I I can't believe I'm actually. Rich wasn't filling in on Rich's own show, obviously. (laughs) Um, That's what I am doing. Rich has joined us the second hour. Uh, the entirety of his time in London. We're very grateful that he, uh, obviously, very busy schedule is doing that, and he was awesome, and it's great, and I thank you, and, and and Rich helping me out a little bit here as I had to step aside and talk to some Ohio State Buckeyes ahead of the big game coming up at Ross Aid Stadium. It'll be a blackout Saturday on Peacock, noon Eastern. So just chilling with Marvin Harrison Jr. there for a little bit, but I'm back, and I'm happy and didn't miss anything. Just Bitcoin's plummeting, and Deshaun Watson's not practicing. Oh. Other than that, oh, no. we are good. Did you see the look on Brockman's face when I said Bitcoin <laughs> is down to like 25? <laughs> literally literally looking up Bitcoin. Yeah. Right what now. you're hearing right now yeah, is the sound on. of Brockman buying up more Bitcoin <laughs> on Coinbase. My Ethereum has dropped. Hey, hey, it's like it's sitting at like 15 right now. That's actually a good spot. To it's get actually back. a good spot. To get back well, in. Remember, uh, not, remember, not, not financial it. advice. It's all a Ponzi scheme and past performance is not necessarily indicative of future gain. Not financial and advice. If you I just make don't money back. believe me, I'll show you my credit. <laughs> Not financial <laughs> advice. Yeah, not financial <laughs> advice at all. Anyway, hope everyone is doing well. As mentioned, Bruce Feldman is uh, coming up in about 20 minutes. I believe Bruce is in the building getting pampered in the back, and he will be here shortly as we get ready for USC and Notre Dame coming up Saturday night in South Bend. Can USC stop anybody? Is that this week? Yeah, buddy. I was not aware that this, this week. that was this week. Yeah, buddy. Did you not know that man behind the man? I did not see uh, everyone, that. I like guess I should have scrolled going. down a little further. Huh? There are some really yeah. good matchups. Oregon State, uh, UCLA, North Carolina, Miami, Notre Dame, USC. Just all the matchups of teams ranked in the top 25. Obviously, Oregon and Washington. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's a good week. Last week was good a good week. week. Good week. As well. Look, we're, we're into the meat of the conference schedule, right? Yeah, Obviously, yeah. USC, Notre Dame, the greatest uh, intersectional. That's right. We call it, right? Intersectional rivalry? Yes. In college football. Well, Notre Dame, obviously, famously independent, so. Yes, really but a, but that is what it's. it's but that's a long, I, I gotta that's a long this time. Is, it's game. intersectional. Right, inter. My, fr- my friend Andrew loves hiking and grammar. <laughs> Notre Dame. <laughs> Hold on. They call it. Yes. Yeah. It's called the intersectional rivalry. The greatest intersectional rivalry in what, what, college what sports. Mean? Look. What does anything in <laughs> press notes mean? I mean, if you go look at the USC press notes, I'm going off on a tangent here as well. Need my ADDH drugs, but um, uh, USC will tell you never call us Southern Cal. Okay, so like you take things from press notes, it's the greatest intersectional rivalry. Notre Dame in is favored history. in this game. That is preposterous for recreational purposes only. Why is it preposterous? They stink. They don't stink. Notre Dame. Look, they Jeff just, Brown just, beats top 10 teams. It happens. Like, come on. Okay. USC is going to score 60 in this game. and that's But how that, many are they going to give up? Great. 59. They're still going to win. Did you see triple overtime? The fighting jet fishes should have beaten them. Hey, look ahead. They should have gone Tra- for two after game. the first OT. Trap game. Okay. USC has more talent. I think Bruce would admit that when he comes Ooh, out. That's it. actually an interesting conversation. We'll have that conversation coming up the domers, but like, with come Bruce on. Feldman from The Athletic. And then maybe we'll ask Bruce to write, because, uh, you know, Bruce is, you know, his his freaks column every year. You guys read that, right? Of course. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. The 100 college football players you need to keep an eye on because they're just freakishly athletic. And by the way, if you take said column and then you take it to next year's draft. <laughs> right. All of those guys right, will get your drafted. Your first three <laughs> rounds are yes. Bruce's column. Exactly. That, that is assuming, you know. Everyone is draft eligible, right. but that, that's that's what it is. Maybe we should have him list the athletes in this room. Well, I'm clearly number one. <laughs> really? Are you? Yeah. Why? What, what do you mean? Why? Like, what are you good at athletically? <laughs> everything. Everything? I, I am. You should see the look on his face. Well, you can't. It's I TV. Mean, I'm just, I mean, yeah. just perplexed that you would question that. Okay. I mean, I'm still the all-time leading scorer in uh, Flanagan Gym history. Flanagan Gym being the intramural gym at Syracuse. <laughs> I mean, come on. Okay. The all-time leading scorer. I'm come sure on. no Easily nobody nobody that. has topped that Easily in the 20 years you've been gone. The all-time leading scorer. The all-time leading scorer. Let's see. Flag football champion. Uh, I, I, hit, I hit one at Clark University that still hasn't landed yet. Well, yeah, listen. Uh, let's Flag see, football champion. Else? You're going to be an Olympian in LA in 28. <laughs> just say I'm at eight <laughs> handicap right now. Are you like, really? Come on. come on. You're really an eight handicap right yeah, now. You can check my ghin. Right All right, now. I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give you that. Eight handicap is pretty good. Come on. I'm, okay. I'm six feet. I've got a nice six two wingspan. You're like, not oh, six like, come on, what are, feet. What are we doing? You think you're six feet? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Andrew, come on, come on, Do, hold on, come on. Brother. I promise we're going to talk about sports. Do you guys think he's six feet? Uh, yeah, he's probably six feet. That, that, is that your driver's license height? Yes, he's slightly shorter than me. The, the driver's license weight is your not accurate media at the guy moment, height but. is six foot. I mean, well, you know you you embellish those media guide stats. Driver's anyway, license so. is an official U.S. guide document. You can't lie on that. You I'm five ten, and I think we're similar. <laughs> Come on, they don't measure you there. You write down how are tall we, you are. We will do a combine outside if you want. 
What is your 40 I can beat right you now? Once. My 40? I haven't run a 40 in forever. The last time I ran a 40, true story, show tie-in as we bring it back full circle <laughs> at NFL Network uh, many years ago, um, obviously to help raise money for St. Jude, right? Mm -hmm. We all did a thing before the combine that we ran. We, meaning anyone at NFL Network that wanted to, in the back lot at Culver, we used to do it behind right stage here. one, yeah, yeah, we, would have we ran the 40 for Rich, for Run Rich Run. Um, and I was blazing down that concrete Blazing. Blazing. And the ground jumped up and tripped you? No, I didn't trip. But about a step, a stride and a half. Oh, no. Pop? My hammy went. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Were you in a, were you in a suit? I was. Yeah, I think. You know what? Go run another I'll, 40 in your suit. Also, Andrew, for the guy there claiming to be the, the greatest athlete, he's afraid to play pickleball because he's afraid his Achilles. Well, so am I. I won't play pickleball. Are you kidding me? Pickleball? Are you kidding me? No way. Here's but, the thing. I am now at that age where the Achilles goes pop. Yes, that's why I don't. No way. Like, how many people do we know who, TJ. when they turned 40, had their Achilles go boom? I, I got plenty of friends Daniel that Jeremiah had happened long before one. they turned 40 in their 30s. I, I have. I could probably name you 10 people, ten, men and women. Who tore their Achilles that you know. Playing basketball, well, basketball or pickleball. I'll tell you who tore her Achilles. Her Achilles I think this is public consumption. My good friend, Kara Sneed, oh. my former co-host on NFL Network on Total Access. She's a friend of the show. Many years ago, friend of the show, right? Also known to some now as wife of Rams GM Les Sneed. Yes. She tore her Achilles playing pickleball a couple of years ago. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How many times do you see Rich come in here limping and you're like, pickleball, bro? He goes, yeah. But I'm just saying, for all your bravado about your athleticism, that was the first thing when pickleball became a thing. You were like, I don't want to turn my yeah, Achilles. I'm not doing that. I've gone I'm to the combine. I'm also 70. I'm not playing pickleball. Right. I've gone to the combine injured twice. Okay. Once where that, ha it wasn't a, like a hamstring tear, but something didn't feel right. I still got a great time. I don't remember what it was. I'm going to look it up. We'll look it up. Okay. But it was a great time. But I did get on the plane with a giant ice ice pack around my hammy. Absolutely. And the other time I went to the combine um, injured, um, DirecTV had asked me to go to Dallas the week before. The Cowboys were celebrating uh, like the Troy and Emmett Super Bowl team, like a big anniversary thing. So we went to Dallas and shot some stuff, and I had to sit down with Troy and, and Jimmy, whatever. Um, and I had to fly back. And I had a flight issue at DFW. Shocker. I mean, <laughs> never gone to DFW where there wasn't a major issue. Ever. Ever. And I'm at the counter trying to sort this out. And I wanted to get on like this other one that was going to take off like other side of the airport in 30 minutes. And I needed them to reticket me. And they told me I, they couldn't do it. And I'm like, yes, you can. They said, no, we can't. And I said, yes, you can. And they said, no, we can't. And I was right, by the way. I had it like the page on their website right there that specifically said for like $75, we could do this. I said, look, here, here's a 75 bucks. Here's my credit card. Put me on that one. Nope, nope, nope. That's not right. Anyway, <laughs> I turned away from the desk and I put my right foot into my suitcase because there's a suitcase's fault. Clearly, I <laughs> bam kicked my suitcase halfway across, you know, gate A24's <laughs> desk. OK, and uh, instead of getting thrown out of the airport, a funny thing happened. The woman's like, you know what, sir? You're right. I, we misread. Yeah. Seventy five dollars. Let me have your credit card. <laughs> 
and I got my way. Pathetic way to get your way, by the way. <laughs> I really regret it. I made a jackass of myself. Um, and uh, the worst put, behavior comes out of the airport. They sometimes. put me the on airport, that flight. Dude, airports are. Dangerous. And I now have to sprint to get on that other plane on the other side of DFW. Like, got to go. Oh, and they go up the escalator to get on the train. We've all been there. Yep. And. Um, I'm jogging through the airport. And I'm like, my foot does not feel good mm-hmm. at all. I landed in L.A. and um, I was in a walking boot within uh, three hours. And then I had to go to the combine like two days later. Yes. And uh, I will say this great conversation starter, the walking boot. Well, what happened? Andrew, what okay. did you do? So the oh, combine, what, what did you do? for those who don't know, obviously, you know, the whole league is there. It's Everyone great. stays up late, goes out. You get, I you know, you talk party. to everybody, you catch up with everybody. I can't tell you how many coaches and GMs came up to me. Usually I had to be like, you go start the conversation. Nope. Everybody came to me. Dude, what happened? <laughs> what happened? And I, I, I remember, I, I think I told, I think I told Kwesi Adolfo Mensa, then who was with the Browns, not yet with the Vikings. I think I said, dude, I am going to wear this boot Every year at the combine. Every year. Because this thing is magic. Anyway, while I was gone, gentlemen, thank you. Um, here's what happened. Deshaun Watson didn't practice, and Kevin Stefanski confirmed what we told you yesterday, uh, what w- the report was yesterday, that P.J. Walker would get the nod, not DTR, not Dorian Thompson, Robinson, darling of the preseason, had a rough game two weeks ago when he finally, when he got the shot. Uh, P.J. Walker would start potentially this week when the Browns welcome the 49ers in to Cleveland. He does have seven career starts, um, notably uh, with the Carolina Panthers. Um, had that amazing DJ Moore touchdown finish yeah. where they could have, should have beaten Atlanta last year. Then DJ pulled the helmet off. Then yep. there was the penalty, and we know it. Like, PJ Walker can play a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I believe it was MC Light that talked about getting a roughneck. He is a Houston. <laughs> he is a Houston roughneck from the XFL, right? Second. What? Don't you remember? <laughs> yeah. The M- the MC fact, Light. I did not have you referencing and, and quoting the great MC Light today. On Light my, is a rock. L Y T E. Come on, man. Let's go. Back in the day when she and Queen Latifah had like, I mean, they were a rock. Latifah's had it up to here, TJ. So you know. Oh my goodness, it's amazing. So it could be P.J. Walker. Also, there you go. Uh, Justin Jefferson is officially on uh, injured reserve. And Kirk Cousins has now been asked on the record whether or not he would waive his no trade clause. Oh, baby. Here we go. And Kirk Cousins says, what do you think he said? No. Uh, no, I'm trying to win right now. My focus is on being the Vikings quarterback and helping us have the best possible record in 2023. That I he likes his house. Blah 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 blah. blah. Hmm. That they showed on quarterbacks. Are, are you reading off? I am not. I'm. I was literally looking house, at a way. Victor Wimbanyama yeah. highlight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're that guy. Okay. Kirk Cousins quote, you know, I am just very focused on the Bears and going 1-0 this week, and anything else is not worth my time or energy or attention. Are you sure you didn't read it? I mean, no. Uh, literally, Victor Wembanyama, spin move, slow-mo under him, scoop. I'll, I'll tweet it out if you want me to. Okay, spin move in a beauty? 
I mean, he's he's going to be really good. He's going to be really good for yeah. a guy that's yeah. eight foot tall that <laughs> yeah. has a handle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and can shoot three. Have you ever thought about in all yeah. in all seriousness? If I was like, that tall? No, no, no. Oh. I have never thought about being that tall. No. no, I have a better shot of winning the lottery tonight than I have of being that tall. One point seven, Billy. You ever thought about like in, in all seriousness, like this is it's genetics and nutrition and and fitness and obviously, but like, are we going to see like the eight foot basketball player one day? I know that sounds absurd. Um, it's going to be a generation from now. But, yeah, humans just they get we bigger and bigger. bigger you know, I don't. Well, my family doesn't. Second, not, not really. I mean, there have been seven foot six players. Sure. But they've come, you know, Manute Bowl played 30, 40 years ago. Sure. He was, what, seven, seven? Seven, seven, yeah. Yeah, and then George Mirasan and Gordon Sean Bradley. But, Yao Ming, obviously. Yao Ming, Look, those, I mean, there have been very big people. But there, bowl, we have bowl. you. You would have thought bowl, forty bowl. years ago when we saw a seven foot seven player that we would see an eight foot player by now, but we're not. The tallest player in the league. Who's is the seven tallest? Foot four. Who's the tallest person on earth? On well, earth? the Waldo guy, right? Who was like eight foot something? Like I don't know who that is. Right now, no. the Guinness Book of World okay. Records. Yeah, Robert Waldo. But where's Waldo? Is a real, real thing. He's a real guy. Didn't I think that. his last name is Waldo, bro. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there are people yelling at their radio right now saying, no, you idiot. Like, <laughs> like, Wadlow. like eventually, Wadlow eventually humans don't get to a certain height. Yeah, the guy was eight foot 11, but this yeah. was in 1918. Yeah, 400 pound football players. Okay. So yeah, whatever. Guy, yeah. Only, guy only lived to be 22 years old, by the okay, way. Okay. So yeah, not healthy. Uh, Devon Achan also on injured reserve today. So you got Justin Jefferson out. Anthony Richardson out. Richardson could be over a month. All right. He's definitely on IR. Um, Devon Achan as well, leading the NFL in rushing on injured reserve. So we've officially hit the season of attrition point on the calendar where it isn't only who has the best team in football. It's who has the healthiest team in football. The 49ers for years have had bad injury luck. When they are healthy, they're damn good. Right now, for all intents and purposes, they're healthy enough. Right? Banged up a little bit at running back. They always are Elijah Mitchell, whatever, but they're fine. Right? They are fine. And as long as they stay healthy, and the Eagles have taken their dings, obviously, Camp Jurgens on the IR last week, key piece on that OL. As long as they stay healthy, those are clearly the two best teams. But... Beyond the top five, weird thing in the NFL right now. There's only four or five teams where I think we could all agree truly have a shot. What will change in the second half of the season? A lot of that depends on injuries. Like doing the power ranking show yesterday with Eric Edholm on NFL.com. And you can watch on the NFL Fast channel on the Roku channel, you can watch it. It's also downloadable as a podcast. He has the Steelers, who lead the AFC North, who many of us believe that's the best division in the NFL. The Steelers, he has them as the 20th team on the power rankings because their offense is bad. Mm, Bad. Just bad. But T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith are closers they're closers and that's what they have to put you away anyway i digress uh injuries will be the story of the second half i I truly do believe because we're already seeing it here week five all right let's talk college football um chris brockman says 
USC has more talent than Notre Dame. No, the other way around. No, no, I, said, no I did say you that. You said USC is more no, talented than Notre Dame. I, I, exactly I believe it, that. but the question is, can they keep the score down? Does Notre Dame get to run away with anyone or from anyone? I don't know. Regardless, Bruce Feldman is going to be here. Is Chris Brockman the best athlete here? Is he a freak? <laughs> no, and I meant athlete. Next! <laughs> It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is a letter okay. written in March of 1998 to Colts owner Jim Ursay, who at the time, a month away in the draft, the decision between you and Peyton Manning. Right. It's from Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> oh, Dear James. Dear James. Dear James, in response to your addled request for a quick $30 million loan to secure the services of the Manning kid, I have to say no at this time. But the Leaf Boy is another matter. He looks strong and Manning doesn't, or at least not strong enough to handle that welcome to the NFL business for two years without a world-class offensive line. How are you fixed at left OT for the next few years, James? Think about it. You don't want a China doll back there when that freak sap comes crashing in. <laughs> okay, let me know if you need some money for Leaf. I expect to be very rich when this Depp movie comes out. Your faithful consultant, Hunter, and it's signed HST. The absurdity of the fact that A, Hunter S. Thompson knew who I was, and B, that he was... He was trying to persuade Mr. Ursay to draft me instead was just comical. And tw not to see it for 20 years, how does it, it just, it's just nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. Right. I called John Walsh of ESPN. It's a thousand percent real. Wow. And Hunter S. Thompson was a huge NFL fan. And 
obviously had an opinion on, on the 1998 draft. Well, I think now that we know that every, a lot of people had an opinion on the 1998 <laughs> NFL draft. This and, is amazing. Isn't that I love that line is that you don't want a China doll back there when that freak sap comes crashing in. <laughs> the irony of all this, this right? That's the irony true. of this, he would go on and play, start the most consecutive games of anybody. <laughs> and I would be injured going into year two and miss the entire oh, season. So we're just... Just reminding people. Strong of, underlined. Yeah, strong. strong. It is uh, the Rich Eisen show here. Andrew sitting in for Rich as we hear uh, some old Ryan Leaf stories. I, I love that guy and how self-aware he is. And, and he can be hysterical these days. Does a great job on Good Morning Football. I am sitting, by the way, at the Rich Eisen show desk, which is furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions in every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call or click Granger.com or just stop by. Stopping by here and being flexible and generous and gracious with his time. The man who, if you don't read on The Athletic, um, he alone is worth the price of the yearly subscription. It is one of the major reasons why I am a subscriber. It is Bruce Feldman. It's always great to see you, sir. Thank you. That's very, very kind. No, it's, it's, it's actually true. I mean, it, it's honestly one of my favorite websites. You can make a face all you want. It's the first thing I would, other than NFL.com, look at me, zoom in. Wow. Other than NFL.com, <laughs> where I make my daily bread. Um, yeah, my first two sites I go to every Thank day. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway, how's life? How's the college football season treating College football season has been really, really good. Um, you know, we talked about this earlier today on, on our own podcast where this, the TV ratings are way up yeah. from last yeah. year. Um, some of it's Dion related. Some of it, honestly, is because all these terrific quarterbacks are back and people love offense. What do you make of the Dion phenomenon? Because I think the first couple of weeks, everybody was like, yay. And now it seems to be, for whatever reason, polarizing to some. And I don't get it. I think it's because, like anything else, people, especially the diehard college football fans, feel like, all right, can we hear about something else? There's just some fatigue there. But I think what's been great is he has brought a lot of people who may not have been paying attention to college football, who maybe got tired of you know Georgia and Alabama and Clemson every year. I, I think there's a newness there, and he's super charismatic, as you know. His team is fun to watch. They're an offensive team. His son's a really good quarterback. I think when they've been in the in the spotlight, you know, Travis Hunter hasn't played in a few weeks since he got hurt in the Colorado State game. But you see stuff on social media where like, oh, that's pretty cool how he's handling this, mm -hmm. how some of these guys. And so, you know, look, sports are supposed to be fun, right? Yes, and thank you. They are making it fun. And so, I mean, we were around them for a couple of weeks. I, I did not expect them to beat TCU. They were a 20 and a half point underdog. Um, it's been... It's been a wild and entertaining experience. And I mean, I think it's made the season better. And and let's say this too, Shador can play, right? It's not all hype. I was speaking to an NFL GM at a training camp over the summer and we had talked about what was going on in Colorado and the transfers and can it actually work? And um, he said, Shador's gonna play in the league. He's like, I don't know if he's gonna start, may not start day one, but he will play in the league. And that was before he got on the field in the Pac-12 and did what he is currently doing. He's a legitimate prospect. Oh, no doubt. I mean, he's very accurate. He's got great p presence. He's obviously really tough because he has a, a really bad offensive line that's a patchwork offensive line. 
I mean, he's been sacked, I think, 10 times more than the, than the next most sacked uh, quarterback in the Pac-12. And he's still hanging in and making plays. And he's had guys get hurt and guys are new. Like, I don't know how you can look at him and go, man, I, I think he's going to be a legit NFL starter. Now, whether he is going to become um, an elite, you know, guy who leads a team to a Super Bowl, who knows? You can never predict any of that, right? But if you told me Shador Sanders was going to get drafted in the top 15, mm-hmm. um, like I would have had more confidence in him than a couple of guys I thought might have got drafted in the first round, you know, like six months ago. Right. You know, both out of the SEC. One guy was coming off an injury and system question mark. The other one, Will Levis, was just up and down. I know, you know, Will Levis has a great arm and a strong arm, but everything I've seen from Shador is like made me think, oh, yeah, I could see him as a first-round quarterback. Absolutely. Talking to Bruce Feldman here from The Athletic, um, USC went in there, obviously, with huge ratings and beat Colorado. Now USC, this Saturday evening, in primetime, goes into South Bend. Let's start with Brockman's thing first. Who's got, who's got more talent? Just athletes only. SC or Notre Dame? Ooh, um, you know, offensively, USC. Clearly. I mean, Caleb has more firepower around him. His offensive line isn't as good, although the Notre Dame offensive line last week against Louisville could not get a running game going. Mm. That's unusual for Notre Dame. Notre Dame, Mitchell Evans is a good tight end. I think that's, you know, Caleb doesn't have that. Caleb has talented running backs just like Sam Hartman does, but I think he has much better receivers, mm-hmm. more explosive guys. I mean, Notre Dame has speed, more speed than I think we typically think they do Notre Dame to me is better on the, on the defense side of the ball. That's not saying much because USC has been so bad the last year and a half. Um, you know, we're going to be there for big noon this weekend. I can't wait to get down there. I think what's fascinating to me is Notre Dame is coming off of, this is going to be week four of a gauntlet. They had Ohio state first physical, emotional game. They lose at the wire. Then they rally to beat Duke on the road. Then last week they didn't look like they had anything in the tank credit to to Jeff Brom and Louisville. They took it to them. They ran it down their throats. And now they got the big rivalry game with Caleb coming in there. And by the way, USC has looked really shaky the last three times out. Um, so I don't know what you're going to get. My guess is I have a little more faith in Caleb than I do in Sam Hartman right now. And I just feel like it'll be a wild game. And in the end, I think Caleb will lead them to a win. Will Lincoln Riley's faith in Alex Grinch be his downfall with this team? My gut is no. I know that's that's people are, would be like, come on, you know, what are you seeing in Alex Grinch? So my first impression of Grinch was he did an amazing job at Washington State for Mike Leach. They were awful on defense. They got to be really uh, capable and very good. At Oklahoma, he took over a terrible defense. They got better, then they regressed a little, but they were still better than what he took over. This was not a good situation. They are... You know, everyone says internally that they are better than they were last year. They haven't really shown it. The last three weeks have been disappointing. And you just see guys not making plays on the ball. I I feel like at some point this thing will start to turn a little bit and they will get better. The thing I do wonder about, and this is why I'm not sure if this is, this is a bigger than an Alex Grinch thing, but I think what you have at USC is you have very average guys in the secondary and they're going up against Caleb Williams Mm -hmm. and really good receivers in practice. And I just wonder if it's like, okay, you know, I've did a big story for the athletic or this off season on what's life as an air raid defensive coordinator. What are you going up against? Whether you're going up against Pat Mahomes and, 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 and um, 
Davis Webb at Texas Tech when you didn't have a good defense and Cliff is, you know, you know, lighting people up. It's like, how does the defense get its confidence when they're just like, they can barely get lined up. And I, I do feel like for USC, this is as much a problem of Monday through Friday as it is what happens on game day. You know, <clears throat> looking at the schedule here, it, it's Notre Dame, it's Utah, and I know the the SC fans who are my neighbors still have nightmares about Utah. Yeah, they were and last year. Washington, Oregon, UCLA with Cal in between. You have five ranked teams as we sit here today. Um, two top 10 teams, plus Notre Dame, which obviously was up there a couple of weeks ago um, on that schedule. I just, and maybe it's the South Bay, oh, we all live in LA near each other, the South Bay SC anxiety that I feel that they don't think that defense can hold up to that second half of the season schedule. I, I don't know why you would think they will. I mean, because you want you haven't seen enough so far against lesser competition to this point. Now, again, Shador is really good, but the offensive line is not. They're going to see better offensive lines now uh, than you know some of those teams. You're going to see also a lot of different stuff. Whereas you look at the firepower that we're going to see this weekend, Oregon's playing Washington. Two high-powered offenses with good receivers and quarterbacks playing really well, and they're, they're much more complete teams than USC. They're going to play their arch rival, UCLA, who can run the football, and they're much improved on defense. Anthony Lynn's son, Danton Lynn, has mm-hmm. been a great hire for Chip Kelly. They're the number one defense in the country right now. I mean, they did a terrific job against the hottest quarterback who was in the country last week, Cameron Ward, and shut them down. So there is a lot to ask for USC. I think there's got to be a point, and I still think it will happen, where somebody on USC's defense who's not, is not in terms of just pass rush will start to they'll they will start to grow a little bit because because they were so bad on at linebacker last year they're they're better now they're not that much better but they're definitely better they're definitely more complete obviously they had Thule last year and now mm-hmm. he's with the chargers he was disruptive now they have more guys up front it's the secondary that has been a huge disappointment they have to find a way to, to get their confidence up and it need they need something good to happen my hunch is it'll it will happen but I get why USC fans don't don't buy it. Talking to Bruce Feldman here from The Athletic. Last thing on SC, kind of, sort of. How many people, and I, I know there are some, how many people out there actually like Drake May a little bit better than Caleb? Ooh. I think there's definitely some. I don't I would guess in this, right now, I would guess it's 20%. The, the hard part, like, terrific arm, really good athlete. Um, now, I think what, from a, Optics standpoint, he's playing in the ACC. Nobody really watches. That's the Power Five conference. It seems like yeah, maybe we'll watch Florida State and Clemson, but we're mm-hmm. not going to watch, you know, those other UNC you know. Syracuse and that horrible call on the blocked punt and you know yeah, I know you're half good, shy of the marker. Yeah. There's a lot of broadcasters week. who are watching that game secretly. <laughs> Did, but. You know what play I'm talking about? No, no. Okay, so okay. Now the gripe part of the broadcast with me and Chris Brockman. Um, opening drive, at least first quarter, scoreless game. Uh, SC or rather SU defense gets off the field, blocks a punt, punter picks it up, kids running, trying to get to the to the sticks, and he got blown up like um was it Brian Mormon in the Pro Bowl by Sean Taylor? Mm-hmm. It was a Sean Taylor Pro Bowl kind of hit. Um 
a yard to a yard and a half shy of the marker. The officials, however, gave him the first down. The entire broadcast, ah, oh, well, I mean, that's not a first down. This is easily overturned. Officiating expert comes in, oh, yeah, easily overturned. They didn't stop it. So Dino challenges. And then after like a 10-minute review, they didn't overturn it. I know it sounds like I'm just bitter and angry and blowing it out of proportion. Was it that obvious to you, too? Who's the yard like, half shot? like it, yeah, I mean. But it proves your point nobody watches the ACC. Anyway, yeah, back to yeah. what you are saying. Anyway. Well, I, I think he is very talented. I We did a story in the offseason about Caleb. He obviously couldn't come out last year. But if he would have, that he would have been the first quarterback mm-hmm. taken. I, don't, I, have no, I have no doubt of that. Um, what's interesting is a lot of people in the NFL already know more about Caleb than they do most quarterbacks come out because he went through this QB collective process where we know, you know, like, a lot of those, whether it's Sean McVay or Kevin O'Connell, a bunch of these guys helped work the camp when he was in high school. So they have a lot of familiarity. They know he's very talented, right? Um, and so I think they look at him, and he's been on the radar for a long time. You know, he does stuff that's different in terms of, like, he'll extend plays forever, right? And I don't know how much he'll be able to get away with that in the NFL because the, the level of athletes are just way better, obviously, than they are that USC's facing. But there'll be little stuff that I could see. I I would predict at some point there will be some nitpicky stuff that makes it into the long, as you know, long draft cycle where somebody would be like, yeah, we don't like that, Caleb, because this came up to already. Like, you know, one of the people I was I talked to who's in the NFL was like, yeah, I'm sure somebody will make a big deal and say, oh, we don't like that he painted something on his fingernail. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. And at the end of the day... Pac-12 championship came last year. Yeah, yeah, against Utah. At the end of the day, the people who are drafting, they're not going to care. But I think it will kind of go into the orbit. Look, it wouldn't also surprise me if J.J. McCarthy gets talked about, maybe not as the first pick, but also in the Drake May range, because I had a conversation with somebody in the NFL who works for a team who's like, we actually like J.J. McCarthy, or I do, more than he they do on Drake May. Now, I think that's the minority of people. I think it's going to probably be Caleb, then some who will prefer Drake May, and then they'll probably, that'll be it. But this is should be a loaded quarterback class, whether Quinn Ewers comes out, whether whoever, you know, you still have these other guys in the Pac-12, but it will be such a deep crop. And you know in the back of your head, Somebody's not going to make it, you know, like, because that's the way it always works. You mentioned J.J. McCarthy. Rank, in your order, the top three in the Big in the Big Ten. Is it, is it clearly Michigan one? I think it is. We had Ohio State last week. They struggled to run the football against Maryland, and they should have been down by Maryland. Instead, you know, it was a throw. Uh, Leah, um, to his brother, missed in the red zone. It was a pretty open third down play, they had to settle for a field goal, then they kind of botch clock management, so they, they didn't get points at the end. They should have been up. Ohio State didn't score an offensive touchdown until like midway through the third quarter. And this is like, I think Maryland's much improved, but it's not like Maryland is like the 85 Bears either. You know, they could not get much going. I still think Ohio State, and obviously they have Marvin Harrison Jr., they have a lot of talent. I think they are better on defense than they've been in the last few years. But... I think Michigan, I think, because Michigan hasn't played anybody yet, I think Michigan is the the best team in the conference or the most physical. I think they're the most complete. Uh, 
I don't know if Penn State can usurp Ohio State. I do think Drew Aller is an upgrade from what they've had there the past few years. They have they have two really good running backs. They actually have a third running back in Trey Potts who's good. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a better offensive line than they've had in a while, and they got playmakers all over the defense. I, I know Joey Porter Jr. is not there anymore, but they got a, I had a more freaks on my freaks list from from Penn State than I've ever had from that, one That's school. been a reoccurring theme, hasn't yeah. it? Franklin has recruited, and their strength and conditioning guys have developed. And for people who roll their eyes at it, as you know, you go to the Combine and you're there every year. Those Penn State guys, they back it up. They do. And whether it's Saquon or Gasicki or Owe or obviously Michael Parson, mm-hmm. you know, like. He's not bad. No, he's not bad. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's like, you know, Chop Robinson is there and they have all these dudes. Um, like, they're a. Like, if you told me Penn State ended up winning the Big Ten, I'd be like, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And and Chop's a transfer, too. Like, when he was in Maryland, did, would he have been – was he on your radar for the freaks list when he was a freshman in Maryland? He was on the radar, yeah, because people knew he was a big, big-time recruit, right? And it's not like Maryland has any – you go back to, like, Vernon Davis and guys oh, like yeah, that. They, they, yeah. You know, Sean Merriman. You know, like, they've had – they've always had, you know – obviously digs but they've always had like some high level guys they just haven't had enough of them right um but penn state has so many guys it's just the question is can they get over the hump and beat you know last year we had um the penn state michigan game michigan ran it down their throats you know just mauled them and that you know like they they're doing that to the top level teams in the in their division it's just can it stop this year i don't know I am uh, actually. I have Ohio State this week. We are at uh, Ross Aid in West Lafayette on nice. Peacock for the Buckeyes and Purdue, where Ohio State traditionally over the years have been there since eighteen. Have obviously had trouble um, upset as a top five team there with Ryan. Bringing Rondell Moore with you? Uh, they're not. Game? Rondell Moore is not walking through that door. So there goes my question: Can Ryan Walters with a banged up team find a way to pull off another West Lafayette upset? I don't think so. That's what so. you said. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they have enough firepower. Um, tight ends out, right tackles out, top corners out. Yeah, that's gonna, that's a tough thing for Hudson Card and that offense. You know, they're running. You know, Graham Harrell's an air raid. They, I think they can put up some points against them, but I feel like Ohio State's corners are better, and I can see Ohio State getting a lot of pressure. Ohio, Ohio State may not have a Chase Young up there, but they have really good players still. And um, you know, I just feel like they're very solid now on defense, and I think that's a bad matchup for for Purdue, to be honest. Yeah, JT and Jack getting after Hudson Card noon on Peacock coming up on Saturday. And you are going to be We're in, in South Bend. Bend. Yeah, get to go get to go be in South Bend with my buddy Brady Quinn, who's like royalty there. I'm excited about that. That's pretty cool. That awesome. Pretty cool. SC and Notre Dame, the greatest intersectional rivalry coming up on Saturday evening. Bruce, it is always a pleasure to have you in. Safe travels. Maybe we'll pass each other in the middle of the night on a rainy uh, Indiana highway. Okay. Hopefully, we'll, hopefully they want us to be driving those cars, but yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, Bruce Feldman, everybody. Uh, Rich Eisen Show. Down the stretch we come. Coming up, if you haven't heard what James Franklin said, uh, we'll play it for you one more time. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O, O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Just a real basic question. What the hell are you thinking? Uh, What are you doing out there? You know, just tackling a challenge that most wouldn't do. (laughs) I would say. So, um, why? why? Why'd you do it? Uh, Just trying out my new booster package (laughs) that I was working on this year. (laughs) For me, though, it's, it's literally like, would you rather live and die? Mm-hmm. Would you rather die and never live? So when I jumped it the first time, um, everybody started like cheering and yelling. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And then I did it the second time, and then I heard this word, El Salvador, El Salvador. <laughs> and I didn't know what that means. <laughs> I left that one day, and then I started hearing that through the streets, and I was like, okay, whatever. And came back the second day, did it again, and they stopped the music and everything. Get and out they of here. just started yelling at in the stands. To you? To me. Like me now, I'm a football player here in the States. Sure. Correct? Yes, sir. They don't know me from Adam House. Josh <laughs> Josh Norman is not out anybody. there in Pamplona. Else. When I get there, yeah. and they started chanting that name. So I'm like a hero in Spain almost. Not even back here. Let me. So hold on this, a second. This is bananas. Let me get this down so I, I can use this on, uh, on on any host of shows this NFL season. El Satador. Yes, it's like the jumper. El Satador. Like the matador. Yes. Like the matador is like the jumper. So I would love to just one second in my life <laughs> to have the words El Satador chanted to me. Great music there, by the way. And again, I refer to the TV portion of the radio. It was Josh Norman talking about Pamplona and the running the Bulls. I'll get to that in a second. But I should tell you uh, that you should go and get the Game Time app. Um, If you need tickets to a game, a concert, anything, you need a last-second ticket, best way to do it, because we've all been frustrated finding those tickets, is Game Time. All right? Download the Game Time app because it is the way 
to go browse through the app. Just check it out, right? You can see see the stuff in your neighborhood, the games coming up, whether it's this weekend. Maybe you're in a town with baseball. Maybe you could see a baseball game tonight. Baseball is a big deal this time of the year. I'm kidding. <laughs> Hockey just started as well. Hockey. Hockey started last night. Right, I live in a town that loved their Kings. I walk into a restaurant last night, got the Blackhawks game on last night. Oh. So, yeah. Next weekend, Bruins are coming to L.A. I'll be hitting up yeah, game time buddy. for that. Let's go. The Bruins are coming to town. So, yeah, go get the game time app. It takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Download the app, create an account, and then I have a promo code for you. It's rich, R-I-C-H, rich, and you get $20 off your first perf- uh, purchase Restrictions apply. Visit the GameTime app or GameTime.co for all the terms. Again, download GameTime app from your app store, whatever you use. Create your account and redeem the code R-I-C-H for $20. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. A lot to cram in here in the final couple of minutes. Again, thanks to Bruce. Always the best. I meant what I said. I'm not just saying it because, you know, he's here. Um, I go to NFL.com and I, and I go to The Athletic every day. And Bruce is a huge part of why I go to the athletic shameless plug. I'm not getting paid for that. His work is truly great. And obviously you can watch him on Fox as well. College football coverage coming up this weekend from South Bend. Real quick, Josh Norman there. Um, they, we showed video when Josh was in with Rich how many ever uh, years 2019. ago? 2019. Now Josh is back with the Buffalo Bills again, which is just absurd but he was in the ring in pamplona for the running of the bulls so the the run happens they go down the street they eventually get into the stadium Mm -hmm. and then the bulls all run around and they do their thing um you can follow the bulls into the arena now it's at your own risk it's all at your own risk but we have the video of josh norman actually jumping over a bull in the arena which is just suicide (laughs) it is absurd um i have had a lot of moments in my life traveling i've been very fortunate i like to travel a lot in the off season and see all the corners of the world right that i could i'm very fortunate to do some great things and there have been times in my life where i regret not doing things like you get somewhere and then it doesn't work out and you're like i can't believe i traveled all the way here and i didn't do it sure um i had one of those moments in Pamplona in 2016, but now in retrospect, it was by far the smartest thing I've ever done, and that is not run with the Bulls. I (laughs) went to the Feria, the festival, the running of the Bulls in 2016. I was on the road, did a Europe thing with my girlfriend at the time. She had to come back with a real job and go to work. I could stay a little bit. I went to Pamplona, and I'm there by myself, and I was going to run with the Bulls. I was going to do it. It's something I always wanted to do. Bucket list, check that box, had to do it. So for those who don't know, It is a festival, and the running is just one part of that festival. It is a week-long drinking exercise. (laughs) It is a test of endurance to the point where there are countless people who don't get hotel rooms who simply drink until they can't drink anymore, go sleep under a tree, and then come back and then go at it again. Like, never get hotel rooms. Just sleep under a tree. And we're talking daytime naps, siestas. It's not like, you know, like a homeless camp. It's just people sleep under trees. It's also a great family event. People from all over the region come in and set up picnics. It's amazing. But when they run, they start in the morning. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's this giant square. And the people that are there to run had been drinking for days on end. <laughs> so I decided I'm going to 
watch it day one. I'm going to go up there and observe it, maybe pick out a route, see the best way to handle this. I'm going to come back and I'm going to do it day two, right? Okay. So I get there to observe day one. And you have hundreds of drunken British bachelor party tourists (laughs) who have been just absolutely obliterated (laughs) for a week. A week. I mean, the feria opens with a giant sangria fight. Everyone's got the skein, the sky, whatever, you know, the thing around their neck filled with sangria. And it and it, it begins with everyone in a sangria fight. That's how the week begins. It sounds kind of awesome. It is awesome. But then those are the people right, that decide right, that they're going to run with a 3,000-pound animal whose job it is to kill you. Right. They're going to outrun this guy. They're going to outrun it. <laughs> yeah. And so I watch the first day, and I see people getting trampled and, and like, trying to jump through windows. And I'm like, Are you kidding me? (laughs) There's, but but I'm going to do it. I didn't sleep the night before. I was so anxious (laughs) because I'm watching news coverage, local news coverage, and then you turn on like CNN International, right? And well, you know, the uh, running of the bulls happened again. And, uh, you know, here's so-and-so at a hospital with a... through his rear end and here's so-and-so yeah. and here's so-and-so and here's an interview with a mom you know from tennessee saying i can't believe my son's in a hospital in pamplona <laughs> and and i went you know what nah not worth it i'm good but i didn't decide until i actually went i actually went there that next morning and then looked at it and went nah oh. i'm good but i had the self-loathing for like weeks like i went all the way there and didn't do it like you chickened out I hated myself, but every time, thank you, Josh Norman, I see that video. Oh, you're glad now? Video, you're glad? I'm so glad oh, I didn't Oh, I do thought it. you had seven-year regrets. I'm so glad. I am so, 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 <laughs> so glad I didn't do it. I know I promised the James Franklin thing. Um, you guys ran it earlier. We have no time. J- I just want to say this. Be nice to the guy. I, I, I have a whole rant I could go on about people, reporters, treating press conferences like talk shows. Like there are some reporters that don't ask questions that just think they're doing a show with the coach, right? Here's what I think. And then the coach eventually goes, is there a question? (laughs) That's not what that was. It kind of was what it was. Maybe James Franklin overreacted just a little bit for the theater. Bad question. It was a bad question. The answer was hysterical, hysterical, but maybe a little bit over the top. Just be nice to the guy on Twitter. Social media is a horrible place. It really is. And when you tweet mean things to people, it really tells me more about you than it does about anything that other person did. Uh, My name is Andrew. Back tomorrow. Adios.